wonder what I'm going to say on my intros. I want to exit from this despair. I want to also give a warning to other creatives. Create like it's your last. Because with the reversal of role, they're not going to stop there. If you have something meaningful to say that is going to shed light and bring happiness to the world, you better do it before the conservatives decide. And that's how I want to begin my day every day, creating something new, interesting, and that's educating and expand the world instead of bringing darkness. excited about where I am as far as my podcast. I have the pleasure of being um, listened to or downloaded by over 50,000 people and counting. Um, I can't make this up. I'm at 50, almost 53. I'm on well on my way to 100,000. Who knows? And I see you, Arizona. I see you, Utah, California. Now Ohio is listening to a sister in Illinois and New Jersey. Big ups to them. I just, Oregon is still in there. I'm basically being listened to coast to coast and across the world with some of my largest listening audience in the Netherlands and Brazil and in Italy. Big ups to Italy. And Denmark. It's like, if you look at this map, you can basically see a slash like right through um, England. So big ups to me and to everybody that is enjoying my podcast. And I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. This is just gratitude, y'all. Or this is what gratitude sounds like. So I am coming up on the final day of me being in Virginia. I have been in town up to the last two weeks, me and my dog, she who is, who is completely and fully, appears to be recovered from her gastritis. Colitis and dogs, especially little dogs are no joke. And I strongly suggest that you guys keep an eye on what your dogs eat. Make sure that if they're on fresh food or soft food, that you don't keep it out for long periods of time. And if you mix it with other food like chicken or your own beef from your table, that it's not old. And just keep an eye. Um, They depend on us uh, more than you know. But with that said, we also, um, I've been also spending time in finishing up the affairs of my father's estate. The trial uh, scheduling was last week. um, And then I finished 
towing my father's boat to a number of places until we finally settled with DCM Trailer Plus with Daniel Mills and his crew on Witch Duck Road. Shout out to them um, because they actually are going to be doing me a solid. I have to get the trailer inspected. I have to get the boat repaired. Um, I'll probably get it out on the water at least one time um, before I actually finally sell it or put it in storage. I don't know yet. I know I don't have, in Virginia, you have to have a license to actually sell, but I'm interested in just getting it out and enjoying it, maybe doing a little bit of fishing, which I think would be cool. Who knows? I may actually have another um, side hustle, taking people out for just a day fish, kind of like Uber fishing. That would be kind of cool. But who knows? I think um, putting it to good use and um, it would just be a lot of fun to be able to do all of that. Um, what else is going on? That in the records, I, this, I think this week's, um, I want my daddy's records. I actually go live on at four o'clock on Monday, unless something changes. Um, and last week, um, I had several people hit me, um, and enjoy the show. I have this week, I'm going to be Still going with the girl super groups from the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. Um, last week, it was um, heavy on um, Destiny's Child um, and Climax. And I didn't, I ran out of time. I didn't put any TLC in there, but it appears... Um, you'll be able to enjoy uh, the stylistic vocal soundings of TLC. Uh, um, that's all I actually have. The rest of Destiny's Children. Um, I also added um, a mix or two from Escape and from Jade. Uh, I didn't, it was like, I was like, what is this song uh, from Jade? And then I was like, oh, I don't know. Wait a minute. I mean, I take that back. Escape, I was like, oh, what is this song from Escape? I don't remember this. And then I was like, oh, okay. And then I pulled up Jade and I was like, oh, okay. I don't remember any of their music, but I'm going to have to go back to my girl supergroup uh, Wikipedia um, because I just realized that I'm wondering if these are time, um, if I have enough um, to play, I'll probably have to um, get into um, the rest of um, the playlist from the previous week, but I know I can actually find some uh, because I look at the look, the style, how all of these girl groups were styled. They all seem to have come out at about the same time with the exception of Destiny's Child they, um, the girls from Atlanta, you could actually tell they all looked, they may have had the same stylist as TLC because uh, it appeared that TLC, Escape, Jade, and, and similar, even SWV, which was West Coast, they all were, it seems like they may have been produced by some of the guys in Atlanta, and they all had that New Jack, not the New Jack swing, but just that kind of hood uh, 
in styling, um, like the brat and um, God rest her. Um, so Aaliyah, I'm going to mention this Aaliyah because Isaiah Washington uh, is talking out the side of his neck. I want everybody to basically know. I'm going to probably have to add him um, to my donkey. When Aaliyah was with um, R. Kelly, she was 15 years old. She, if the age is nothing but a number, but yeah, age is. She was not, she was not mature. She, she was not consenting. And with you trying to side with him on some pet on our, our side with R. Kelly on some pedophile crap, it's um it's actually pretty appalling and shameful that you would basically say that because she acted mature that it was absolutely okay for R. Kelly to target um, and rape that girl. It was not okay. Um, he married her illegally because she lied about her age. She was actually 15 and she may have been 14 when he started messing with her. There's no excuse for that. And for you to get said out of your mouth this period of time, you are absolutely crazy. And I honestly believe her running away or getting on that plane was it led to her getting into another relationship way too fast. And she basically blew up. Her glow up was real. Um, but females are not safe, especially African-American uh, females. They're not safe. They're not protected in this and you're speaking this way about this girl is not just repulsive. It's just also how many, many ways that people don't care. And they speak about this young girl at that age. And she was abused. It's just really, it just completely trips me out. And that's why he earned, he has earned a place on my donkeys of the day. I'm kind of going into the next episode, the next part of the episode, but I just really realized that that all of these groups were out about at the same time and they were all so young and impressionable. And what I was marked or what struck me is I think all of these girl groups went through so much to get to where they are. And I don't know if they were as preyed upon or raped out and out just like Aaliyah was, but their stories of tragedy and abuse is very poignant and is very similar. Um, and I remember there was, before she passed away, Left Eye um, basically said that how they had all of these platinum hits and they barely could make rent and they still were filing for bankruptcy 
because no one basically taught them the business aspect of the business. But how all of these groups are so, um, they were so popular and had um, completely unimaginable wealth, but still had some emotional issues, um, psychiatric issues, T-Boz had sickle cell anemia and pain crises. And, but in spite of that, they toured the world, they saw the world um, and their experiences. The more successful groups and then go on to have an even more spectacular career like Kelly Rowland and Beyonce, you know, and the longevity of these girls, now women, proves to people if you stay on your grind and with your singular focus and you create great uh great material you can still have as much success as these women um and you can actually create a crazy playlist because of how because the output of music from these girl groups just as prolific and just as timely still timely and still um, just as wonderful as the Diana Ross and the other Supergirl groups of the 50s and 60s. And it's really, I'm so glad that I have access to this music through my father and just in general through iTunes, iTunes and Amazon or wherever you listen to music. I wonder if y'all agree. Please don't forget to drop me a line at tenfroisreading at gmail.com with suggestions for additions to the list. Um, and... Or just drop uh, a few comments um, in the at the end of the podcast. I, if they're not too trolly, I'll read it on the podcast. Well, Lordy, Lordy, look at Miss Clawley. Two minutes left. They're at the um, two-minute warning. Lions six, Cowboys seventeen. Um, yes, I think they're going to hopefully win this freaking game. Um, about freaking time. They got beat up on last week. Um, against the Shkreagles. And I, they're just like I predicted, um, Dak Prescott came back. And with all of these low score, and they didn't even win. That's not, they got six because they kicked some field goals. Dallas scored a touch, didn't score a touchdown into the third quarter, and then scored another one um, in the fourth quarter. And it doesn't appear that Detroit has scored anything since the second quarter. So good, good job. So no quarterback controversy because he played. There were too many guests, too many errors last week. But finally, whew, it's just team too much, team too much. There was no Opie and no uh, way that they were going to let him play or there was any controversy to start this week. I wonder if there was some more injuries. I'm going to have to look that up online. Lions interception, curiously not reviewed versus the Cowboys. Of course, there's some uh, questionable calls. It says Ross St. Brown suffers a concussion in that first quarter. He gets put out the game. And that basically is about it because game is getting ready to be over. I'm going to let my dog stretch your legs and then we outie. You know, this getting old thing when stuff just get gangsta up on you. Like, how can you sit still and pull a muscle 
bladder incontinence, spastic bladder, spastic colons, prostate hypertrophy. All kinds of nonsense can affect your having a meaningful, possibly a meaningful uh, relationship. And it's no different when it depends when you are who you are. For example, um, I have been or I've had the pleasure to um, tabs is red. I have been following a thread and post from dating over 40 in red in Reddit. And one of the things that I've picked up on is or I've tried to pick up on is this whole thread in reference to dating over 40. Um, One of them I found to be hilarious. Um, I called it WAP, whacked ass penis. Um, I personally don't think erectile dysfunction is necessarily a deal breaker. Um, If you recognize that you do have it, um, and y'all have planned for it or you feel comfortable in discussing if you don't feel comfortable in discussing something that um, something really that personal or you think it's too personal to discuss you're probably not with the right person and you definitely need to deal with that with not only your urologist but your personal um, counselor and I just and I'll let you in on a little secret Sexual relations all the time is not necessary for all women. There is pre-ejaculation. We can do things to either stimulate you or there's other things that you need to be get good at doing. And as a woman that's over 50, we don't need to have it every single day. Maybe once a t- couple of times a quarter, we're good as long as you are knocking it out the park. But that's not one of the necessities of women in our waning estrogen. We just don't need it all the time. We don't like jackrabbit sex. We just like quality. And it's not necessary every single day. So if you do have a little bit of ED going on before you pop for those pills or the $5,000 pumps, slow down. There could be other less invasive or less chemically toxic way means to correct that. Um, certain other things that may be actually a deal breaker, though. Um, I'm This thread about people with kids I know I am absolutely going to have to include this in my um, thread and I'm it's just taking a minute for it to pull up so hold tight Mm y'all oh yeah and by the way while this is pulling up I'm still um, at on my rest stop I'm determined when you also over 50 and you're fat and you have to travel by car because I'm too scared to be get on a plane, I su- strongly suggest that you stop. You make yourself stop every two to three hours, get out, stretch, pee, get gas, whatever. So OPKs, other people kids, it's going to be a whole bunch of initials. What I also find with these Reddit threats is some of the comments are freaking hysterical. 
those of you who have been in a relationship with someone who has kids younger than yours, what was your experience? Were they unexpected pitfalls and or benefits? Were you able to work out logistical issues without excessive hassle? Background, I'm 43, started seeing someone 40 who has younger kids than I do. My youngest is 11, her oldest is six. Wow, those are young. While this isn't a huge age gap, it does represent a significant dependence gap. I can leave mine at home alone, she can't. Neither of us has met the other's kid, it's still too soon. I really like this person and feel like we have a good connection chemistry, but I'm having trouble envisioning what the future might look like. And I'm curious about the experience of others who have walked this path. I'm going to upvote this, but okay. Good Lord. My ex-wife and I had a large blended family, seven kids. Forget about logistics for a minute. The real issue is if you and your partner have compatible parenting styles or not. In my case, we did not. And that played a large role in the Mizawa relationship. Ah, man, that's a very, very good point and deserves an uptick. Things that you don't have to worry that don't. It shouldn't that you have to worry about when you start with dating at a certain age. 40 and young kids, making sure you have similar parenting styles and getting the feel for the kids um, before you actually meet them. But I would not definitely I would suggest not meeting the blasted kids because you if especially if you're not trying to be a mama or a dad to somebody else's kids, if they have kids, um, if that's a deal breaker for you. But some people it's not. But if you find you not only are you compatible, but your parenting styles are compatible. And then when you if you know you're going to go further with the relationship, then it probably is safe to meet kids. But if you have kids, if you have somebody with kids and they call and they're screaming matches or the kid is a badass kid and you are not allowed to discipline them, then you may want to before you even go either further check that out so and just be honest with yourself and with them and if how easy you found them there are other fish in the sea with less drama let's see um the other one is give me flamingos i'm not trying to be trite but keep in mind that the kids do get older by the time you meet this woman's child they might be seven it won't be without some challenges but those challenges are temporary when i start dating my youngest was seven now she's nine and much more independent she grew up a lot in those two years as others have pointed out parenting style is likely to be a bigger issue and of course your compatibility together if you think there might be a future there for you too it's probably worth dealing with the temporary challenge upvote Ooh, twins out of two my advice is to discuss parenting styles that seems to be the bigger gist and i'm not reading all that it was just too long bro um and other things that could possibly be deal breakers are people that have pan animals that are they just doing the most now, I'm sitting here, as I said this, I'm sitting here with my spoiled dog, Ethel, 600 miles, except for when we get out to stretch our legs, she basically sits in my lap the entire way because she's spoiled. They say they have a dog and it's annoying as fuck. <laughs> I like dog. I really dig this person. Um, They shower with their dog, sleep with their dogs, and it's just too much. I'm get, I get 
dog hair stuck in my throat when I sleep over. Clothes got hair everywhere. Ugh. Um, yes, rehome the person. Sleep and shower with their dogs. I'm not sure why they need you exactly. It's probably the funniest shit I've ever heard in my life. Like a really weird um, codependency here. Um, and lastly, uh, reconnecting with the ex. Eye opening. Well, the way I see that is that the ex is the reason why they are your ex is somehow. But here we go. There's only one person I let myself get caught up with since my divorce. It was soon after leaving my marriage and right before I moved to start over in another city. So basically an LDR that I knew wasn't going anywhere. Ironically, that's why I let my guard down enough to connect and develop feelings. He's probably the only person I fully open up to and well, considering my marriage was over 12 years before actually divorcing at least that long. Our thing eventually ended uneventfully, mainly because it felt one sided. He was pretty low effort. And like I said, it wasn't meant to go anywhere anyways. As an aside, I found out through the grapevine that the breakup was actually really hard on him. I had no idea at the time, but it's been a while now since we broke up. So when he reached out recently to ask me a question relevant to my professional expertise, no weird feelings and no problemo. Oh, God damn. Why is it so long? Eventually, our conversation moved from professional to personal, but platonic. We got to talking about what we had and how things happened, etc. He shared with me that it was one of the harder relationships because he saw me as the person he wanted a real future with. He never shared this with me before, by the way, but he felt I always kept him on the outside. I never let him be part of the rest of my life and let him bring me into his. Yes, I made the effort with what we had, but what he considered a real relationship was out of reach. So he didn't try. He says he held himself back more than he ever done before in his life. According to him, what I saw as low effort was him protecting himself. Wow. I felt like I felt we both held back in our own way. Me by establishing boundaries as he we knew this was a temporary thing but he challenged me to consider if that was an excuse he said he felt like he didn't exist when he and when we weren't actively talking or texting and he felt like that wouldn't change even if we were in the same city he felt it was more than the LDR it was safe and friendly conversation and it really made me think he's right I haven't let anyone in since my divorce. I'm much more comfortable keeping my private life private. I really want a monogamous, loving relationship, but I'm not interested in remarriage or even cohabitation. It seems there would be other people out there who want the same thing. So it's keeping things simple without fully blending our lives to get lives a deal breaker. Hell yeah, if that's not what the other person wants. The thought of involving family and friends feels like a whole extra F thing. And then there's the unnecessary chatter if it doesn't work out. I'd really like a peaceful, simple, loving relationship. Hmm. I don't know how you can keep people out and have a relationship or a connection. Okay. A real connection with a good, secure man who is also great at snuggling. I really miss warm snuggles and smiles. Can I get the that without all the noise? Kind of like Oprah Stepman without the fabulous and billions. You want to, she said, 
Mr. Brownstone, you want a monogamous, loving relationship with a real connection. You don't want to have Dave Vault friends and family. How are you going to have a real connection with someone that you're hiding from your friends and family? Let's say you find this unicorn relationship. If you're really in love and have a real connection, eventually one of you is going to be hurt by the fact that you can't even tell your family about it. Logistics are one thing, but vulnerability and intimacy are another. In other words, you can live separately and still be partners with a deep, deep bond. But if you don't emotionally become a unit, if you're if you're actively opposed to him meeting family and friends, even organically, then, yeah, that's not a real partnership. It sounds like having walls still up. I agree with that. So I'm going to upvote that, upvote that. Because you can't have your cake and eat it too. Girl, just eat the damn cake and then figure it out. But, of course, like everything with that is worth the effort um, and that's worth having and growing upon, it won't be easy, but it will definitely be worth it, I would think. But since I don't want this type of messiness because that's what the possibility is, that's why I'm not in a relationship. But I can see that in order to have a true connection or a bond with someone, you're going to have to take the walls down and don't keep trying to build them shit back up. If you say you're trying to put your walls down, but you're actively still rebuilding, that's not fair to you or your partner. And you can take that to the bank. So I'm taking this unprecedented step of using my first break as I go home uh, from my stay in Virginia. I come away thankful and grateful for the support of my family and for them just allowing me to be a freaking weirdo. Um, But I have a lot of stuff to do. I would just like to, and I always, it's so funny. I, I just would like to continue to produce content that people want to continue Um, to listen to and I'm grateful for all of the downloads and new listeners Um, one day I'll have the credibility hopefully of a Dimitri L. Lucas and the black guy who tips Rod and Karen Um, I don't think I'm at all as funny as them but I would hope I would be at least as engaging as they are but the idea of wasting time is so not me so maybe as I get more credibility I will get ooh, I will be able to do a shout out to places like um, Domiashi Ramen because that's who I'm eating right now um, and I have a little dog Ethel that is getting a lot of admiration as we both got out to stretch our legs and pee she actually had an admirer and I'm so grateful that I also did something that I had never done before I actually uh, gave her some Benadryl to calm her down a little bit I think that actually helped her for the um, part of the trip I'll probably redose her right around noon but she's also doing well so 
this park is basically uh, what I um, have a problem or people that I actually have problems with some of the shenanigans that they say. You know, you want people to do dumb shit, but they don't have to re record it or tell us about it. I would like them to lead us off, leave us off of the group text if they can, but it doesn't seem like some of the people have not. I talked about Isaiah Washington earlier. I've added, and I'm going to talk briefly about the Virginia governor, um, Yonkin, who I think is a MAGA in call him affectionately MAGA in um, khakis. He is the governor, Republican governor of Virginia, and he is doing some foul shit by spreading misinformation about the uh, COVID boosters. He's a, in the Virginia pilot, and I quote, the pandemic is behind us and the rights of parents matter because he's in the COVID vaccine should be optional. Um, no, it isn't. It's really not a new mandate. They're just adding it to the uh, vaccination or immunization schedule now that it's we've moved out of emergency use. COVID is here. COVID will kill. Get your fucking vaccination and leave medical practice to the professionals. Leave science to the people that can understand it. Yonkin and the yahoos that are like him don't understand it. So I'm not going to be able to listen to you. But I'm going to continue to eat this ramen though because this show is good. Also, the people that are watching, we are watching the demise of Kanye. And we got some very powerful black and Jewish people that are coming out against him because he's doing the most and we're watching literally what he has worked hard to build in the last 20 years come undone as he becomes undone my problem with this guy is yes I believe his mother did have a big factor of keeping him on his meds when she was alive, but he was also 15 years younger and he respected her enough probably to stay stable. He is in a definite mental health crisis. But it doesn't excuse his anti-Semitism, his anti-black rants. I hope the Floyd estate gets all of the coins because he's talking reckless, speaking recklessly about the death of that young man. He needs to get all 250 million and they need to get all 250 million and more. Also, anyone that is just getting him on your show for clicks and everything you need to be ashamed of yourself. Drink Champs, you've been doing so well. But 
I don't think you want to be sued or named. I don't think in a lawsuit that is surely common. And I don't think you want to be canceled. As Ari Emanuel from the Endeavor Talent Agency and Management has called him out for his food call, has requested that other big name companies call his ass out. He is so, he is far gone. He's having some issues. He won't take his mans unless someone gets the guts to baker act his ass and get him on a good depot to stabilize his mood, this episode or whatever he is in. But everybody just wants to profit. But it's more than profit. This is more about just going buck wild. And we've known this. He's been wilding for a number of years. But it isn't until recently that y'all are basically telling now y'all are getting ready to hit him in his pockets. He fought to be on. This is Kanye fought to be on the Forbes list of wealthiest. And he's getting ready to see how fast that was just a couple of years ago. So stupid. Now we're going to see how fast he's going to fall from that to Skid Row. I think it's going to be very entertaining. But I don't think we've heard the end of it yet. And it almost makes me feel sorry for this brother. I'm just happy that I get to add somebody that is non-black, non-brown to the list. But I know the day is absolutely young. Also, Yuri Martinez, the ex-chairman of the L.A. City Council, some they there was a good read, a mass, a masterful read on the read um, just this past week's episode. I appreciate Kid Fury and um, Crystal because they keep it real and they keep it entertaining. They have their own struggles, but they're actually getting help. And anytime they bless us with that show, I'm completely grateful. I could never do what they do, but I completely admire them. I am a Reed Stan. But at the end of the show where they're doing the listeners let the uh, Crystal pass the read this week. And the read by this person was just right on point. How and I don't know if, because I don't really watch the news like that. There's other things that I absolutely keep uh, in the forefront or I've been concentrating on But it appears that they had a a public comment where they marched, a bunch of people marched down, only black and brown people marched down to the L.A. Council. And then they stopped letting people in. And then the other people that were in the room like during the taping as Yuri was on her racist shit. Um. They were booed and hissed out of the chambers. Some people are quitting, have since quit. 
And some people are going to have to be voted out. But she was sitting in a public forum being uh, homophobic, anti-Semitic, and racist. All in the same breath. Only in America could would that shit be tolerated because that was taped last year and they now are just doing something about it. To the people that sat in the meeting with her and let her speak that way and didn't check her and then just went on like that's usual business because that's how I'm sure they used to operating. Shame on you. And for Yuri Martinez, shame on you. You are not a beacon of hope, not a pillar of community, not a pillar or a scion of molding for any Latina girl because you ain't shit. That's basically the gist of the read. But the author of that listener's letter from that Crystal read um, with her inflections, you got to listen to it. And I'll actually have that clip within my podcast notes for you can listen to it, it of your entirety. But you can listen to the read um, the entire episode on Podbeam or wherever you listen to your podcast. So I am on. So I am on my stop uh, to stretch my dog and my legs and to eat a snack. Um, finally crossed into Tennessee. Um, I hope that my headphones are going to cancel out a lot of the traffic, but here we go. Um, I need to add 50 cent to my uh, dumbass donkey list because he evidently, he and his son are beefing. And just when I thought I was the pettiest person on the planet, evidently he is. He is known and is right in line with his market as far as what why they're going back. They say they should sit down and talk, but that's not the answer the son wanted. It's about living expenses and Marquise, who's 26, he sent his estranged father the message that they wanted to understand each other better and report and uh, restore the situation. And he has, he gets child support at $6,700 a month. And it's not enough to maintain the lifestyle he's accustomed to. 25 and why are you asking for child support you're not a child it's like he wants his um payments now but he's 26 years old it's not like he's still in school it's not like he is it's not like he's still in school but he wants to be maintained on the lifestyle he's accustomed to it's like he he's thinking about being trust fund baby but this is something they could have cc'd each other on the group chat and not put it on tmz for all of us to uh salivate about i don't know maybe i'll leave them off i think it's just an interesting point of fact maybe and on to other greater things wakanda forever drops you got to read the article about lupita nyango that's she's beautifully photographed by let me go back 
she's actually beautifully uh, photographed by, um, hold up for a second. I believe this guy's name is um, Christian Cody, styled by Michaela. Um, she does, a, she really talks a lot about the rewrite um, that she read of the new Wakanda Forever. Um, they included the death of T'Challa um, Chadwick Bozeman after he passed away um, of advanced colon cancer. And they said that she knew he was sick, but he, she didn't know that he was actually terminal. She goes over how just a great of person and everybody that speaks about this guy says how great he was. Former teachers, Denzel Washington, everyone that uh, comes up with him uh, um, that have come into contact with him just amazing I wanted I go on to say he wanted to secure the bag for his wife and his young child um, 44 is way too young um, to be sick and pass away um, but he did it like a G um, star says um Valley's coming back. I wish they would just have a whole swag, um, a whole swag uh, channel because I need the spangled uh, skates and the fan and the green tint face mask um, and how to glue down a lace front and Mississippi eyelashes. Those are the things that I need. Oh, and I need. Um, uh, getting out this bitch uh, in on vinyl. Jay Hud, I think, is on the way to a daytime Emmy with her uh, current daytime talk show. Uh, her and Kelly Rowan were kikiing, uh, and and she actually did Tony Braxton impersonation flawlessly. Abbott, Abbott Elementary continues to prove why it deserved all the Emmys. Real Wise Up Housewives of Potomac is stupid. I don't understand. None of them hells are housewives, and none of them really live in Potomac. They live like in Potomac adjacent, which I think is hilarious. And basically getting back to where I left off. My dog is getting tired, so I'm going to have to wrap this up. Um... As I was saying, Bravo and the Ratchet TV watching. Um, Giselle, who is she to comment on somebody's divorce? Um, she's basically given Ashley a really hard time because Ashley and her husband have or they're deciding to actually um, buy a house together even though they're supposed to be amicably divorcing I believe that when I see it um, love and hip-hop never ceases to never ceases to entertain uh, the queen of dance hall is so amazing and they have the girls why Carly red the most messiest queen of them all uh, is taping uh the show the song that she and, Fi and spice finally um finished they are actually taping her um the actual video um in vegas and they're all out there there's trouble with scrappy and the bam 
um, his mama is being extra messy and telling all of the business. Shekinah is freaking hilarious. I can't wait to see the actual reunion for this show. And Ray J is really has lost his mind. I don't know. I think he is not... He's just not a serious person. And she got and his wife, Princess, got up on the uh, the tell all and told all how she tried to do threesomes to keep him from cheating. Miami just became a big old party house. And while the divorce, they're going to go ahead and proceed with the divorce. Um, Safari. One, I did not know that I saw him when I rewatched or I binge watched. Uh, Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. I didn't know that he is the ex-boyfriend of, not Cardi, but of the Barbs. Who is that? And he was found out to be a gold digger and how he basically hooked up with uh, Richie Do- Rich Dollars' uh, leftovers, Erica Mena, married her two babies and then they divorced in arbitration so they're trying to work out um the final of but they're actually formal they said they had a final divorce decree um and now they're just waiting for uh alimony and child support and um custody issues that's like the final but i thought all of that stuff had to be in place before the final divorce but who knows who am i and i don't know if they're going to be able, um, if that is actually true, because look who's the source. Um, I also, oh, I have not watched this week's episode of, oh, and Sukiana, Sukihana and uh, Wild Bill, the fight that they had um, at the family reunion or their engagement party, and she threw the ring at them again. Um, and how ratchet it was. She came in on a walker because she had lipo and a Brazilian butt lift, which she didn't need. Now she is truly starting to look like a caricature of herself. And also this uh, week's episode or the previous week's episode of episode nine recap, comedic recap by um, the black guy who tips was freaking hilarious. Um, Their take on everything and how uh, they nickname everybody and they riff back and forth with each other about House of the Dragons. Um, I can't wait Um, to see what they come up with after the um, the finale this week. I hope it's mostly just a lot, just like they are. I'm just very hopeful that they um, are going to, it's just going to be one big uh, fight scene uh, between um, the the dragons and they and they Dracarys everybody like they should like Rhaenys should have done at the coronation of Agnon 
I'm just saying. But it looks like it doesn't drop until later on tonight. I don't think this comes on. I don't think it drops until after 8 o'clock. I may have to actually stay up. Or I'll just get up early tomorrow morning and watch it. It's, it promises to be the bomb, I'm sure. And last but not least, I am back home in Tennessee after all of the rubberneckers in Knoxville. East Knoxville, West Knoxville, y'all suck! And I came home to a pool at the lowest of the low. I don't understand why I pay so much money for a pool crew to come by and just check chemicals. Y'all vacuum. I don't even know if they vacuum clean off or vacuum cleaned out the leaves, but y'all still charging me a grip per week. What the fuck is going on? And you mean to tell me y'all can't add water? Are y'all fucking kidding me? So somebody need to come up off the cash or y'all need to stop volunteering to do shit. Because this is some bullshit. It was. It's basically the water level all the way down uh, to the the uh, the lining, and I'm paying for this shit, really. And I know nobody has come out to take a look at the heater because that bitch ain't working either. I'm glad it's not working because the pump's not working. I'm tired, but I did watch the inheritance on um, Netflix. I basically put the trailer in the podcast notes. It is one, it's like a sci-fi, it's not really sci-fi, but it is a thriller where this lawyer, do-gooder girl, who basically became a do-gooder to get back at her banker father, but he ends up not being her father. And and it has something to do with dude in the dungeon for 30 years. Y'all gotta watch this Netflix. I can understand why it got, it got such high rankings in uh, Rotten Tomatoes. And what the ham sandwich was, besides dealing with the Panorama Pro-V that what I was doing and fussing about everything in general when this dropped back in 2020, I believe that there are many, many movies that were actually very, very good that I basically missed in 2020 and 2021 being all up other people's behinds and not getting at what I actually like to do watch movies, talk trash, and get my podcast in as many ears as possible because that's what I do. But y'all got to check out this in 2020. Give it a thumbs up. Check it out, the reviews on Rotten Tomato and The Hollywood Reporter. I, I'm so sad that I missed this, but I'm glad my sister, Annetta, actually hit me to it. And let me know what you think at Reading at gmail.com if the comments are not too trolly. Um, I'll actually read them on air. Drop where uh, drop comments wherever you listen to this podcast, preferably on Podbeam, Spotify, or even on Anchor. And thank you for listening. So that's how we're going to end this episode. And I'm going to end it with a a positive word. I used to scoff at people making this statement because maybe because of its simplicity or maybe because it sounded more like an admonishment that I was being everything but kind. But then when I started investigating it for myself, that's when I realized that 
I was confusing politeness with kindness. Politeness is a fake superficial manner in which there's no required investment, no self-reflection. But being kind is an adjective. It is, on, it is an action. If you're kind to yourself first, it's like exercise memory. You will continue and be kind to others. Let that sit with you for a while. I'm going to try to be kind to myself. I'll be kind to others. It's very simple, and you got to repeat it. Lean into the spirit of a new year by counting your blessings, giving to others, and spreading happiness. I know I will. And this episode or this podcast is my means to spread joy and happiness and light and enlightenment. There's so much going on with aggression and um, just meanness. But if I can leave you with one small positive thought, start your day with that, that can change everything for you and, and just basically change your day. Don't forget to check out Dale's Angels Inc. for notes on this podcast as well as other works by CQM in, um, that are, and other contributors that are in work or in um, being edited right now. Um, also, check out my Instagram feed, Tenfro is Reading. You can check me out on Facebook, Tenfro is Reading Book Club, as well as my YouTube channel, Tenfro is Reading and Eating. And what I'm just chatting and streaming um, at TV Food Wine Girl on Twitter. Uh, navigate to Writer's Block Coffee or shipabagaddicts.com. Use my promo code Tenfro Coffee or Tenfro Got Jokes, respectively, to get a percentage off of your order. Don't forget to drop me a line at tenfrowisreading at gmail.com. Um, all non-trolling messages may be actually uh, read online, and you can do the same if you are in Podbean or Anchor or wherever you listen to the podcast. And again, shedding light and positivity, and I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as I've enjoyed creating it. Until next time, bye.